Hey everyone and welcome to the Creative Commons podcast, where we congregate in the common room to talk about the creative industry. Today we're going to be talking about Twitch events such as the Streamer Awards, which we talked about last week, as well as uh, Shit Camp, Chess Boxing, and all the other events that go on on Twitch, as well as some of the sponsorships and negative aspects, pornographic or gambling uh, sponsorships that are attached to some of these events. And today I'm, I'm joined with Alec. Uh, you want to say hi, Alec? Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, so so I, we talked about streamer awards, uh, like what I was saying last week, and um, you d- didn't really see any of those from what I remember, but have you watched any of the other um, events that I was talking about? No, I haven't. What kind of uh, events do they have going on? Yeah, so some of them are uh, annual and some of them are new. Uh, each year is kind of something different. Um, two years ago, like we said, you know, the streamer wars were started, but also some of the other stuff like Shit Camp uh, was originally started around two years ago by QT Cinderella, who's actually famous for uh, these kind of live events that she live streams on her channel. Um, and Shit Camp is like a an adult version of like a getaway camp where you'd go when you're a kid but they do a bunch of different activities um with two different teams pitted against each other throughout the whole week um and then this last year it was done uh in i believe fresno california and it was like 113 degrees out during the summer and these guys were doing a bunch of like activities um so it's it's debatable whether or not that was considered safe but it was a lot of fun to watch um and some people got injured it was a lot of fun. I, I definitely suggest uh, checking out uh, some of the clips. I think they even have a website. I think it's uh, shitcamp.com or something like that. You can Google it where you can find some of these clips. Um, but there's also uh, something new that came out of um, from Ludwig uh, is uh, chess boxing happened this year. Uh, do you know what chess boxing is? No, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, so chess boxing is like two different sports that are combined together. It's a little bit of chess and a little bit of boxing. You do one round of chess, one round of boxing, one round of chess, one round of boxing, one round of chess, and one round of boxing. And whoever is up, uh, you know, on the last round wins, whether, you know, your your goal is to try to avoid being mated or knocked out, you know, in that time frame. Um, And this year they did a whole tournament um, with a bunch of different uh, content creators. um, And it actually happened... I want to say over Christmas around December of uh, 2022, and it was a lot of fun. Definitely should check out the VOD if you get a chance, because some people got... (laughs) Nobody got knocked out. It was actually really safe, but some people got really close, so it's definitely something to check out. Um, Have you heard of any of these names that I mentioned so far? No, I haven't really. Which one is uh, your favorite one? I mean, I don't really have a favorite of any of these people who do live events, okay. um, but I, the reason I'm actually interested in it is because some of my favorite streamers, you know, are um, collaborating with these event holders. Um, for instance, uh, I, I watched a little bit of uh, Myth uh, on YouTube, and he was he had a debut match against um, somebody, I forget their name, in which he won uh, during the chess boxing. So that's kind of why I was interested in, in watching that a little bit. So the names that I was talking about were uh, QT Cinderella and Ludwig, which are some really big names. Obviously, Ludwig, I feel like, is is like a household at this point. Uh, if you don't even watch Twitch, I'm sure you've seen his uh, videos on the algorithm on YouTube because they pump those bitches out like crazy. 
Yeah, um, just eating local mail. Yeah, but uh, uh, Cutie Cinderella is actually his girlfriend, and they were both content creators before they met, and she kind of specializes in a bunch of these events. Um, most recently, she's done a Master Baker event, which is um, a really good pun, if I do say so, and also uh, it was a pretty good show about um, kind of like a spinoff of uh, MasterChef, but for baking, and... Uh, where she gathers a bunch of smaller streamers and some some of the larger streamers are judges and uh, they do their best to bake something that they've never baked before and present in, present in, in front of the judges. So it was something uh, kind of interesting. I think they're going to have a season two coming out pretty soon here too. Um, but Ludwig actually owns his own event company. I don't know if you knew this, um, but Ludwig has his own event company called Offbrand, and what he started it to do was to uh, offer services on uh, sponsorship, coordination, and live event uh, production for other famous streamers. And one of the first shows that he ever did was XQC's Juiced. Do you know anything about XQC? No, I've actually never even heard of them. Yeah, so XQC is like the top dog of Twitch right now. Um, mostly what he was famous for was Overwatch. Uh, he was a pro Overwatch player, and then he started doing uh, React and Variety content. Um, but XQC and Ludwig got together to do a um, live event show that was similar to like old Nickelodeon shows, uh, quiz shows, you know, where they would do, you know, you'd answer questions or um, kind of like do some sort of um, battle between the two teams, you know, and... A competition and whoever won uh, was saved from being slimed in this case it was called juiced and uh, it was it was kind of interesting to watch I think it only had it it only ran for one season but it was really interesting to watch nonetheless because a lot of really big fa- uh, streamers were featured there um, some of the other stuff that happens live event wise that is streamed um, Cutie Cinderella also did like a, a Xmas stream uh, over Christmas um, where they did a live play uh, at a local theater in Los Angeles and got a bunch of streamers to do a Christmas okay. tale. And uh, there's other other people who do live events, uh, most notably is Jerma, who's done a baseball stream and a couple other live streams uh, that were events uh, where he hosted some other uh, streamers. And OTK has done OTK Game Day recently where they do a variety of different games um, that they play uh, between two different teams, such as football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, stuff like that. So there's a bunch of these live events and sports events that you can watch on Twitch that I feel like not yeah. many people know about, you know? Yeah, I'd like to get into watching them a little bit more. I didn't know there were so many of them. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it happens every once in a while. And if you go on Twitter and follow some of these people, I'm sure they'll advertise, you know, when they're going to do this next. It's kind of hard to catch it unless you're really lucky. Um, But in order to do these events, they actually have to have sponsorships. And that's kind of what I really wanted to focus on today. Because some of these sponsorships aren't too great. Uh, For instance, uh, there's some recent controversy with uh, the Streamer Awards because QT Cinderella has had a Fansly sponsorship um, and relationship with Fansly for all of her events of, of the past year. Um, and I don't know if you know what Fansly... Do you know what Fansly is? No. It sounds like only fans, but I don't know. What it, it basically is, but for like, you know, for content creators, pretty much, because that's the space they advertise in. And um, yeah, so, so basically, Twitch is kind of a majority... Uh, 
you know, tween or like, you know, early teens focused. A lot of people are like, you know, 14, 13, maybe a little younger than that, depending. You know, it's it's kind of unregulated in that way. Okay. And so there were a lot of people who were giving her flack for advertising basically pornographic uh, material to these kids, especially the, the ad that she ran uh, was kind of risque. And um, mm-hmm. she even said herself that she regrets kind of putting that out there. Um, and she should have kind of uh, reviewed her ads beforehand. But uh, people were calling her out for that. And she actually stopped her relationship with Fansley and stopped uh, taking their money for sponsorships for these events, which I think is a pretty big deal. Um, not many people are willing to sacrifice brand relationships like that. And I think that was um, really good on her to do something like that, you know. Yeah, I feel like a uh, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> know your audience kind of deal. Yeah, it's a tough one. You know, I feel like people, especially creators who make more content towards, uh, you know, older people who view their audience kind of as um, similar in age to themselves. You know, nobody really thinks, especially when you make content that has swearing and and other kind of like adult uh, themed, you know, aspects of of your stream. Right. You don't really tend to think that kids might be watching so i can understand both takes but you're right i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't advertise only fans on a live event like that you know where yeah. five hundred thousand people are watching that's a little a little much yeah i think it goes back to the algorithm where on youtube you can or twitch you can kind of gear your audience but when you're in an event for everybody it kind of you don't get that sort of focus of audience yeah you're completely right i mean like because all these audiences are coming together to watch one channel and right. so that's the big that's the big um you know that's the hardest thing about it is that you know you never know who's really watching you can't really see the audience live and and verify whether or not they're of age to be watching this kind of stuff um but similar to that i mean uh, there was a big, big, big controversy this past year about uh, gambling on stream. They used to allow like slots, like online slots, um, sponsored by Stake.com, who has a relationship with a bunch of major streamers and uh, Drake. I know you're a big fan of Drake. Did you know that he does, that he's a part owner in Stake.com? I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, that guy loves to gamble. And so uh, everybody uh, who was doing slots on Twitch actually had to stop. They banned it uh, last year, I believe, in August. And so everybody uh, stopped doing the uh, slots, but people still, you know, do um, some other forms of gambling on Twitch, uh, which is kind of frowned upon, I would say. But mainly because, again, you don't want to be advertising that kind of stuff to children. Uh, There was a huge deal with somebody named... um, Slicker, I don't know if you heard of this drama. No. Uh, but there was a Twitch streamer named Slicker who actually got really, really deep into online gambling, lost all of his money, and had to borrow a bunch of money from um, all these major streamers in the space. And, uh, you know, in order to pay all the other ones that he borrowed back and make some money again. And so he was in kind of like a Ponzi scheme, like gambling debt thing and um got caught for it and actually didn't even get banned from the platform for it wasn't really reprimanded at all people came to bail him out like ludwig and xqc and i think some other people came in and helped uh pay off the debt that he owed to everybody and and because he was also scamming his viewers 
And so when stuff like that happens and you have children on the platform, you know, it's it's really easy for these kids to just um, get into the same position and start doing the same thing to other people thinking that it's okay. And I don't think that that's really great to be advertising that kind of stuff, especially when it's such a young audience, you know? Yeah, I do. I actually do remember hearing about that. And wasn't uh, CSGO gambling a big problem for a while? Yeah, actually, that's how uh, Slicker got started was he was doing gambling. I don't know much about CSGO or CSGO uh, loot box gambling, but I believe he was doing uh, like skin knife skin gambling and like stuff like that, where apparently you can gamble um, to make sure, you know, you can gamble fake money to try to win special prizes and loot boxes and some of the most um, sought after prizes you can actually sell uh, for real money. Because you're paying to get the fake money to then put it on the market to get your real money back. Because people actually pay real money for these skins and these one-of-a-kind or really rare um, loot box drops. And so they actually had to ban that as well, I believe. And they had to ban a a bunch of these um, pseudo-gambling kind of things. And I don't think they, you know, really did such a great job because there's still a lot going on right now. Um, But we were talking about Kick. And Kick's actually owned by Stake.com, and so a lot of these people who are, um, you know, kind of slot streamers and, and not really able to make any more money on their platform, they moved over to Kick to be able to gamble now. Um, and I don't feel like it's 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 still not that great of a solution because it's just mo- shifting the problem to a new platform. And it's encouraging people to, uh, you know, advertise gambling to kids when the people, the a lot of these major streamers aren't even gambling their own money. You know, they're, they're getting staked, which is ironically, not so ironically, the name of the company who's staking them. Yeah. Um, they're getting staked to do these gamble, like gambling streams, and they don't lose any of their money. So all they do is make money and it comes off like gambling is a a really great way of making money which it isn't it's uh, you know notoriously horrible for making money over the long term right so but there is a there's a huge streamer who is at the center of all of this and his name is Trainwrecks TV. Did I mention that name before do you remember it all no I don't know a lot of the big uh, youtubers yeah, so Trainwrecks, I don't think is a YouTuber. I think he's exclusively a streamer, but I could okay. be wrong. Uh, I don't really follow much about him. I just know that he's a Canadian um, who is also part owner of Kick and was uh, staked and sponsored by Stake.com. Did a bunch of gambling streams, but he was notoriously against hot tub streams. Do you know what hot tub streams are? I have heard about those, yeah. So it's another form of softcore porn that's being advertised to children, which I think is also kind of uh, whack, to say the least. Um, Hot tub streams are basically, for those who don't know, uh, streams where people set up a computer outside of a hot tub, mainly women, and, you know, they dress in their bikinis and they spend all the time in the hot tub. Um, and they take sub, you know, whenever somebody sub- subscribes, they do something kind of to reward them. Um, that is more or less softcore porn. Um, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of these major female streamers made it big through hot tub streams. And so uh, Trainwrecks TV had a huge um, gripe about that because he felt that that was not the right thing to do. But I mean, I feel like it's a little hypocritical to come off, you know, against um, 
hot tub streams and then, you know, be so pro-gambling for the same reason where you shouldn't be advertising either of these things towards children. Right. So, I mean, it's it's still a really weird situation to find yourself in because there's a lot of people who, um, you know, are losing out on money that they could be taking. And, and you know, it's it really is about where you draw the line on your own morals. And I feel like everybody's different, but, you know, there should be um, some sort of, you know, barrier or um, rock bottom where you can just assess that as if you go any lower that you're kind of scummy, you know, that that's not really cool. So um, do you, do you have, where do you think the line is? You know, I feel like that's something that everybody has different. What do you, where do you put it? I, I don't, I do think that that's definitely not an okay place to have it. I mean, coming from somebody who's been watching YouTube since I was what, eight years old, maybe <laughs> nine years old, something like that. It's definitely not a kind of place for that. And obviously like there's the parental restrictions, but uh, kids nowadays are a lot sneakier than we think. And not to mention a lot of these streamers who are doing these kinds of things have a large younger audience even if they don't realize it yeah you'd be surprised i mean uh a lot of these major streamers are actually blaming the parents for this they should they say that parent you know parents should be doing their job and better be better at parenting and to an extent i agree but you know a lot of these kids uh, who are in their audience are you know are paying five bucks a month off of their parents credit card you know and they don't know they have no idea or they're getting you know these streamers are getting massive amount of gifted subs like i, I would be curious to find out uh, the statistics on what source of their revenue comes from miners you know because i feel like a lot of major base of um you know users on twitch are under the age of 18 and probably can't even afford to you know pay for the five bucks a month let alone gifted subs without you know a credit card that they get out of their parents purse you know so it's kind of um i feel like it's one of those situations where you know you can't you know which came first chicken or the egg you know kind of thing where it's like what do you tackle first you know because you can't put the blame on the parents but you know if they start doing anything then they lose out on money and they're not incentivized to to change and i feel like you know uh, maybe it has to come from twitch to do some sort of policy changes because they haven't done anything to address hot tub streams they haven't done anything to address running or jogging streams uh, which is basically where um you know women in uh with normally um, large assets, we'll put it that way. Uh, you know, jogging on a treadmill or whatever, um, with uh, without a sports bra on, and uh, you know, they are you know wearing shirts, or whatever. But you know, very similar to like hot hot tub streams where it's very little clothing, and it's it's kind of um, an obvious, you know, it's an obvious tactic for these streamers to be able to make some money um and it's easy but i don't feel like it's it's right and that's I mean, maybe that's just my opinion but i feel like there has to be a way for twitch to be able to um you know crack down on this kind of behavior i agree because even when you take it to the larger sale like you you take the streamer awards where uh she played that ad with nudity in it uh, it didn't I have mean, nudity. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I be clear about that. It okay. was risque, yeah. And it, it, was, it, it, was, and it was promoting a site meant for, for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, if 
a kid who's like you said a large majority of the twitch audience are kids under eight or kids under 18 years old wanted to go to the streamer awards i mean how the how are the parents supposed to know or censor that and then you take it to like uh what's his name slicker you said yeah like he he's all csgo so his main audience is obviously gonna be younger kids for the most part who are big into csgo and yeah, I mean, like isn't CSGO also, like, a, a mature game? So I feel like those kind of things should be more heavily enforced. Um, you shouldn't be at streaming to kids a mature game, similar to what we're talking about, you know? Right. I, I played them from a pretty young age, so I can't say much on that, but... I mean, me too, but what I'm saying is I feel like it's different to play it where you have to get it through your parents and you have to sign off on it. At least when I was a kid, I, I don't know about now. I feel like there might be it might be a little different, but you actually had to go in, show an ID, be with a parent, and, like, they had to buy it for you. Whereas, like, you know, if, it, if it's on stream, anybody can watch it. And they have, like, potentially, supposedly, they have, like, a like are you an 18 or older kind of thing to check whether or not similar to like porn sites you know to check whether or not the, the you know you should be watching this kind of stuff but again like everybody everybody watched porn when they're a kid and all they have to do is click yes and say that they're above the age of 18 you know or whatever's legal and i feel like that's kind of happening there too so it's really hard to enforce you know right and i could see how something like that might get in the way of uh contents creator viewership just like if every time you clicked on a video you had to say yes i am but i'm not yeah sure i mean that also it's like i think it doesn't do it every time i feel like there's a cookie that it has uh, that it places on your browser that says you know you already submitted it so it's it's a one and done kind of thing you don't have to do it every time if you subscribe to them you definitely don't because i know that i watch adult content on twitch like i said i watch will neff who's supposed to have that kind of warning content warning and i never seen it so it's one of those things i feel like uh twitch needs to do a better job at reining in these kind of um more adult oriented content because otherwise it's gonna really affect the younger generations who are just there trying to watch minecraft you know right minecraft streamers it's a little different also i another big thing about twitch i feel like is uh swearing uh, I'm not, if you know me, you know that I don't care about swearing. I feel like language is language, but that being said, I'm not, you know, every kid's parent. And I feel like most people don't like their kids watching things, uh, you know, that have swearing in them. But unfortunately, uh, swearing is very rarely re regulated on Twitch, unlike on YouTube. I feel like YouTube started cracking down on that because of self-regulation towards um, kids being subjected to this kind of stuff on the channel, especially within the first 10 seconds. You heard about that change, right? No, I actually haven't. Oh, uh, well, the most recent change to their content, um, like their content agreement um, or whatever it's called, is that you can't have swearing in the first 10 seconds or else you get demonetized. And it's because um, advertisers don't want to see um, that, you know, people's channels that they're advertising on uh, swear when there could be kids around, rightfully so. And so they don't want their brand associated with that. So they, they told YouTube to change that. And they did because, you know, obviously, if you don't regulate it yourself, then an exterior force like the government has to come in and create regulation. And nobody wants that. So that, that might have to happen to Twitch. I mean, it, at this point, um, 
you know what's going on with TikTok might eventually happen with Twitch, where you know they have to go before the Congress and and um, talk about how they're not promoting this kind of stuff, and then actually self-regulate in order to avoid some sort of regulation or crackdown from the government. But we'll see where it goes. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just saying this because I feel like it's you know a, a really hot button topic right now, but. Who knows, in two weeks, a month, or whatever, people might forget, and people, you know, kids will log on, and their parents might find out that there's these uh, channels that don't care whether or not um, their kid is subjected to uh, potentially pornographic or, or softcore pornographic material, or swearing, or any of these kind of things, or gambling. So it's a really big um, deal at the moment and I feel like it's worth discussing and, and hopefully Twitch does some sort of change you know yeah yeah I definitely think it's necessary well I feel like that's a great place to wrap this up um, I appreciate your time coming out and hanging out with me talking all these times I know this is probably like the third or fourth time you've been on this podcast so thank you and thanks everybody that's listening right now we'll catch you next time have a good one Thank you for listening to this episode of Creative Commons. Please check us out on all major streaming platforms where you find all of your favorite podcasts. For more information about the creative industry, we'll catch you next time on the Creative Commons podcast.